Well, hey, good morning, race fans. This is Jeff Zerker and Dan Neal. Uh, I'm coming from you to you from Cincinnati, Ohio, and Dan Neal is at IMS right now for uh, the 2022 running of the Indianapolis 500, which is a amazing day for race fans around the world. A beautiful day today, and always a fun day for Dan and for me as we uh, engage throughout the, the race over texts and, and other things. So, Dan, what's the uh, What's the vibe there at the track right now? Oh, man, Jeff, it's a beautiful day here. I wish you were here with me. And uh, people are gathering in the infield, uh, lots of tailgating going on. And uh, we got the big screen right across from us. We're sitting up in the top row in the north end of the track. We can see down the back straight, the turn three and turn four. It's just a beautiful day. I don't think I've been here on a more beautiful day, actually, in all the years that I've come here, so it's a pleasure to be here with you, of course. Yeah, and and I was reading an article, of course, you know, two years ago, the race is running in August, no fans. Last year, 40% capacity. This year, uh, 100% capacity. In fact, I think they they sold, uh, IMS sold 35% more tickets by a certain date than, than, than the last time the, the track was sold out, so it should be uh, an exciting day. And you were just telling me uh, you saw Scott Dixon uh, on the... Uh, on the big board, who's one of our favorite racers, and he looks very calm and composed today. Oh, yeah, I just saw him. He, uh, we're straight across from the big board, and, man, he just looks, he, you know, he's the ice man. So he looks confident, he's ready to go, and he's sitting there on the pole. And speaking of the pole, what do you think about that front row? I mean, history-making. Yeah, right it, and, I, you know, uh, I'm, I'm an Indiana guy, grew up, and maybe we'll get into this here in a minute, grew up just loving the race, going to the race, so... I always pull for uh, Ed Carpenter. Glad to see him up there. Would love to see him finally get one. Um, uh, you know, I think the place would go crazy, kind of like it did when TK finally won. I think it was 2008. And, uh, um, you know, you never know what's going to happen, but uh, certainly the best place to, to be in, in that first turn. Uh, man, I got, I got chills and thrills just thinking about it. Yeah, it's amazing, you know, in that first fast six, you know, they ran last Sunday, end of the day, Scott goes out last, sets the uh, fast pole speed, broke uh, Scott Brayton's record from 1996, that's yeah. crazy, 234 yeah. plus, and, but you got Ed Carpenter sitting there, I think in fourth, but you got his teammate, Renus VK, sitting right there on the front row. Yep, well, you know, speaking of that, that speed, uh, um, I think it was the fastest, the total fastest qualifying field, uh, which eclipsed last year's uh, field. Not every year it gets faster, but it, you know it's kind of interesting with the new technology and the shields. It's not only getting faster, but but safer. And I think it was last year when the the tire hit. Um, ah, it's escaping me, Dan. Maybe maybe you have a better memory than me. Uh, the tire bounced up and hit that new aero shield. It, was it was it uh, Casey um, Mears? Um, can't remember. Uh, yeah, I don't remember that. We'll, you know, we'll have to look back. You have to go to the archives. We, we, we don't have a researcher online today, so uh, <laughs> I don't know if we'll be able to grab that. But, but you know. well, so, since we can't remember just last year, any any 500 stick out to you <laughs> back dating back in, in any number of years? Well, it's just kind of weird. I was with my daughter Lauren last night. I was like, it just dawned on me. It was uh, 30 years ago. Linda and I were sitting here. It was bitterly cold in 1992. Uh, we're sitting here freezing to death. Linda's eight and a half months pregnant with Lauren. 
and I, I don't know what we were thinking, but, you know, what the heck, you know? Uh, and it was so cold, and it ended up being the closest in right. the 500 finish with Alan surpassing Scott Goodyear in the final few Beat. Yeah, little so little out. That's one of my more memorable ones. Uh, little out took it home. I was listening to it on the radio, and they they weren't entirely sure right away. And I think they ended up winning of like by four hundreds, four hundreds or something like that. Uh, that was a, a favorite one of mine. My my the first one that I remember, or the one I remember most distinctly, other than hearing a radio call when Gordon Johncock won, I think in ninety two. Uh, no, no, sorry, eighty two. Uh, it was the 85 race uh, when Danny Sullivan uh, did his spin and win, and uh, that was the first tr- first race I ever attended. And um, I was definitely pulling for Mario and definitely not pulling for Danny Sullivan, but nonetheless uh, a very memorable um, Indianapolis 500 back in 1985. Yeah, that was a good one for sure. And speaking of Mario, you know, 1969, Mario wins here. And we have not seen an Andretti in, in Victory Circle since 1969. We saw Marco in his rookie year almost beat Sam Ornish. Sam passes him again right at the end of the race. So, you know, a few years ago, Marco's sitting on the pole. I don't know. Was that last year or year before? Maybe that was year before. Um, but anyway, Marco's here today. Um, you know, you never know. Yeah. Count out an Andretti, but this place has not treated them well. Well, I remember sitting here in turn, turn four, 1992, and Michael was leading the race. I mean, he's just blowing everybody away, and then mechanical failure. Yeah, out. yeah. well, speaking of rookies, another notable race for me was in 2011 when uh, Hildebrand, J.R. Hildebrand was a rookie, and then on the final lap... You know, it's like, oh, he's got it, he's got it, he's got it, till he he hit the wall uh, on the final turn. And, of course, you know, that's when Dan Weldon drove by, and, and four months later, approximately, uh, that, that racer was tragically killed. So, um, rookies uh, rookies and memorable names, I think that's what this, this race is all about. And I think I read somewhere there's seven rookies in the field this year. Um, and, and otherwise, there's no other new drivers. Everybody else who competed... Uh, last year, uh, other than those seven new rookies, is back. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, amazing. Yeah, this place, uh, you know, it's never over until they cross that yard of bricks. So, you know, talking about Hillenbrand there and Dan Weldon, the racer. Good to see him win that yeah. race, and then just tragic, tragic loss. And Dan Weldon, we actually got to race against him in the Robo Pog in the go kart. That's right. And uh, right. he just blew by us one time. Blew by Henry. It was like. Oh my gosh, I thought we were moving, but Dan was really moving, so. Yeah. So, um, Dan, you know, obviously you've been in racing for a long time, been a fan, but what is it about maybe the uh, Indy 500 uh, or open wheel that is is really special to you? Yeah, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm with a good friend today, Dr. Kidman, and uh, he came up with me. He hasn't been here in 40 plus years, so. I didn't know he was that old. I thought he was only 39. How's that work? Yeah, he looks 39 for sure, but uh, yeah, I guess he's not, you know. Um, you're 39. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and Dr. Pittman was asking me about that. He's like, how'd you get and, and the only thing I remember watching as a kid, now I got a car and driver and I got road track, but the only thing I remember watching was the Indy 500. I never watched NASCAR. I was just into it. 
I loved open wheel racing. And back in those days, my mom would, uh, I was telling Dr. Finn this, would, you know, we had to go off to the cemeteries to put flowers on, uh, our, uh, our, uh, relatives who had died, you know, many years ago. And I would flip off to the car and tune in, uh, tune in the radio station down in Louisville so I could hear the start of the race. Yeah. And then the broadcast was delayed. So I would go to my uncle's house because we didn't get ABC. <laughs> so I'd go to my uncle's house at like eight o'clock at night. We'd sit there and watch the race together. And my uncle since has, uh, uh, passed on, but, uh, I just, I just always remember that. And then I came here for the first time when I was 15 in 1976. And I just, I love open wheel racing. It's yeah. just something about it that's just really different. Well, and, you know, you mentioned you're there with Greg, and it, it's special. I used to go every year, uh, from a, a certain point, probably around 1994, <clears throat> for about 10 years with my best friend. And, uh, we sat in pit row. He had passes, and he was tragically tragically killed in 2003, and I've not been back to a 500 since. Um, it's a special place, and I don't know how I would do. Actually, with it's funny, I get emotional being from Indiana and growing up listening and watching and wanting to race, and I got, you know, kind of too bulky to be a race car driver. <laughs> and, and plus, you know, there's also that you got to have a bulky wallet. Didn't have that either. <laughs> But um, special place emotionally. We used to do field trips, you know, as as, as uh, grade school students in Indiana. And that's what I said, always pulling for the drivers with the Indiana connection. And, and thanks for correcting me on on uh, EC there. I thought he's in, he's actually in, in row two uh, with TK and, and uh, Erickson, I believe, which uh, I was reading some notes on the race. That's the most experienced row uh, this year with um, 41 career starts combined. So... Look for good things out of that row. Yeah, the least experienced row is actually right behind them with Award, uh, Rosenquist, and how do you, I don't even know how to, it's a rookie, Grosjean, Grosjean, uh, Romain Grosjean. Oh, Grosjean. Grosjean. Grosjean, just so you know, you may not know this, if you don't follow Formula One, so he was a Formula One driver, and I encourage people to look up the fiery crash he was in. Uh, that would have been uh, two, two years ago. Okay. Uh, and I'm, I mean, it's a miracle he's alive. Yeah. He literally got himself out of the car that was engulfed in flames. Kind of reminiscent of uh, Nicky Lauda in 1976. So, anyway, that was kind of strange. Hey, we've got, we got one four-time winner in this field. What do you think about that? Well, uh, you know, I was, again, listening to a report earlier driving this morning talking about Helio, right? Yeah. yeah, he said, you know, TK was about going to retire three years ago, and then he said, no, nah, I've got a new vibe. Elio's got a new vibe, and, you know, we've got a, we've also got a, another notable driver from a different series, just like Rojan, uh, Jimmy Johnson. So um, he's he's in it to win it. This isn't just fun for him. He was in the booth last year. This year he's, he's competing, and, and everything I've been reading about him said, you know, he was really disappointed that he touched the wall in qualifying. Otherwise, he thought he could be in the front row. So uh, it was great to see Helio win it um, last year. Love to see him climb the fence. And, uh, you know, again, it, I love this race. And, and I think, again, as you and I communicate, you pull for drivers, but we also pull for specific teams at times, too. So it's, that's a, a little bit different uh then maybe growing up as a boy i just knew the drivers and, and the car colors didn't even know the, the thing about the, the teams so yeah hey i'm excited to see uh you know one guy i would like to see win the series 
Yeah, but, but as as we know, that sometimes that seldom seems to matter with Team Penske. Um, I know people are kind of tired of their dominance, uh, but um, relative dominance that is. But yeah, and Will Will's the one that um, beat out Ed Carpenter back in 2018. Uh, I think for when Ed got second, which is his best finish. So yeah, so I think secretly, yeah, let's root for uh, Ed Carpenter today. Uh, you know, we like a lot of these guys. And- Hey, if Scott Dixon wins, he ties Mario Andretti for the most IndyCar wins, at, uh, or not the most, but uh, second. AJ, AJ's ruling that list. Uh, doubt anybody's going to catch him at 74 or something like that. Right. But uh, Mario's at 52, Scott's at 51, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, um, uh, the forecast looks great, and I know you have great company, you have great seats. Um any any final closing thoughts here as we wrap up this uh, pre-race conversation? Yeah, I just think it's going to be a great race, and I look forward to our texting commentary. I've loved that over the years. I don't know when we started that. <laughs> I kind of wish I kind of kept all the texts. Yeah. I did. And uh, I know we texted. I was in Valley once. Yep. I was in 81. Yep. We're texting. And so it's just going to be a blast. And, you know, you're a great friend, and uh, you love uh, you love this place like I do. So yeah, well, thank you. I, I wonder if it was the year I was putting in a water heater. I had a water heater go out a couple of days before the race uh, a number of years ago and had to get a new one in, and that, that might have been when we first started doing it. But it's it's almost as fun for me as watching the watching the race or listening to the race itself. So I appreciate you, your knowledge, your friendship, and uh, enjoy that great day with your friend there at the track. Well, you know, make sure you enjoy back home again in Indiana. I always sing that when I'm with my family, when I drive across the Indiana state line coming home. So they're uh, they're used to it. I just don't do it as well as Jim Neighbors used to do. <laughs> no, no, no way. So. All right, my friend. Have a great day, my friend. Yep, we'll talk to you soon. All right, bye-bye. See you.